This podcast is made possible with the help of Lean Kitchen. Lean Kitchen offers chef-driven meals that are made from scratch, packed with protein, and have the nutrition facts and ingredients listed on the label so you know exactly what you're putting in your body. Their mission is to save you time and money by providing you with healthy, prepared meals that are delicious. So stop worrying about getting up early to make your lunch. Visit leankitchenco.com and set up a meal program today. Remember, your diet is the most important part of achieving your goals. Your attention, please. The Santa Fe and Disneyland passenger train, the E.P. Ripley, now loading on track number one for a trip around Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom. All aboard. Well, if you couldn't tell by that announcement, what we'll be discussing on today's episode, let me help you out. We are discussing all the tips and tricks when it comes to going to Disneyland. Tyler and I were both very fortunate to grow up not too far from Disneyland and even had annual passes. In fact, when we moved from California, the only things we said we would miss were our family, our friends, and And Disneyland. Disneyland. (laughs) Before COVID lockdowns went into place, Disneyland had previously only closed the park three times since it's opening its gates in 1955. This past year, a lot of people have asked when Disneyland would reopen. Well, now we finally have a date. That's right. Disneyland has announced they will officially reopen both Disneyland Park and Disney's California Adventure Park on April 30th, 2021, with new COVID measures in place. It's for our anniversary date. That is. That yeah. is our anniversary. I was going to say, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, since Disneyland has announced its reopening, it has... Uh, been consistently voted the number one family vacation spot. We wanted to bring your ears, or ears, right? Ears and ears. (laughs) Ears and ears. Ears and ears. Our ears of expertise. Of experiencing going to Disneyland to you. We will only be looking at the Disneyland parks in Anaheim, California. And because there are two different parks, each park will have its own episode. Ooh, two-parter. Right, two-parter episode. So let's jump right on into the happiest place on earth. The first thing we definitely want to talk about when it comes to Disneyland is, I think, what's on everyone's mind. How can I get the most out of my trip going? Disneyland has gotten more and more crowded as the years have gone on. It used to be like, hey, go on the weekdays or do it at this time and you won't have any problems. Just don't go on the weekends. Now it's crowded all the time. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people hate going because it's crowded. But there are some awesome tricks to do as much as you can in one day at Disneyland. Now, when I say one day at Disneyland, I mean one day at one park. If you want to do both parks, do not do one day. Don't do the park hopper for just one day. No, it's it's not worth it. Do two different days. That is very important. But today we're looking just at Disneyland Park, so we're gonna hop into Disneyland. Tyler and I have gone to Disneyland most of my life. I've been going since I was four years old. I know, I think I've been going since I was a baby, one, two years old probably. I've ever, I've always been to Disneyland. So yeah, we grew up on Disneyland actually. And funny enough, that's where we, uh, that's actually where I proposed to you is at Disneyland. That was our first date and proposed. Two separate dates. Yeah, I was was like, that's two separate dates there. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, two separate dates. But yes, we had our first date there and then uh, you proposed to me there a while later. Um, But yes, okay, so the best way to get through the park. No longer is it a weekday or weekend option. Here's the best way to get through it. Guys, get there at 
opening. Yes. I'm not kidding. The park officially opens at 8 a.m. most days. There are some days where it does open a little later. You want to check online to make sure, okay? But whenever it opens, you want to get there about a half hour before it opens. Usually a half hour before it opens, you'll be standing at the opening gates. They'll start letting people in about 15 minutes. So you can go down Main Street, go down Main Street to the center of Main Street. All the five additional like little lands will be blocked off. Right. But they'll be right there. You'll be on Main Street. You can get coffee. You can go shopping, whatever you want to do. And then at eight o'clock, the announcement will come on that the park is officially open. They'll drop the banner or the rope or whatnot, and you can go to the parks. Here's the best parks to go to and in what order. This is the biggest mistake people make. Oh my gosh, all the time. The biggest mistake people make is they choose what rides they want to go to that they want to hit up in one day. So they'll go to Space Mountain first. Then they'll go all the way across the park to Splash Mountain. And then go to Indiana Jones and then, you know, over to Peter Pan. Like they, they go through multiple they zigzag. different- zigzag. Yeah, they, they zigzag go through different lands. Park. So what would you say is the best thing or the best way to go about through each of the yeah. lands? The worst way is to zigzag between rides. What you want to do is you want to hit up land by land. And the first land you want to hit up is you want to hit up Adventureland. That is the first land to your left. The reason you want to hit up Adventureland is because Adventureland has, I think, uh, most of the big rides there. So you have you have Pirates, you have Indiana Jones, you have Splash Mountain, which is back in Critter Country right behind uh, Adventureland. Haunted Mansion, which is New Orleans Square, which is connected to Adventureland. Right next to Adventureland is Frontierland, where you have... Um, Big Thunder Mountain. Big Thunder Mountain as well. Guys, take advantage of the Fast Pass in the morning. Fast Pass has the quickest turnaround time in the morning. Fast Pass for the... Yeah, is a lifesaver. And actually, what we would probably recommend is get the Fast Passes to the rides, such as like Indiana Jones first, because you'd be surprised. They can get like... You can get into the ride within less than 20, 30 minutes later yeah. because of how so quick it is. What we would usually do is we get a fast pass for Indiana Jones first and the turnaround time would probably be like, I'm not kidding, 15, 20 minutes. Like come back in 20 minutes, you can get back on. Because a lot of people rush to Indiana Jones first. And then we would go to either Pirates or- Yeah, because Pirates would have such like an early line, like like less than five minutes. Or Haunted Mansion. And then we'd come back to Indiana Jones. We'd go get a fast pass for another one. If you hit up that Adventureland, Frontierland area first thing in the morning and just stick in there, you can get almost all those rides done within probably two to three hours. Didn't we actually get to the entire park one day with actually some of my colleagues that came out to visit us and we got to see all, we got to do all the 20 attractions and some shows. We did, we did 22 attractions in one day during Christmas time. Which is usually Which is very nearly busy. impossible because yeah. we did the opening Adventure Frontierland first. I swear, if you hit that left side up first, you'll hit up the majority of the park before noon. Um, from there, I would suggest going to Tomorrowland. That is your next big place you want to go to, and you definitely want to get the Fast Pass. Or if you have Max Pass on the phone, which is a way to pay for it, and then you can do it online, which is which is nice. Um, it's just paid for versus Fast Pass, where you just I usually we'd usually have a runner in our party take yes. our passes and go get the Fast Passes. So we uh, didn't have that to was pay. me. I was the runner. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Tomorrowland is the next big park you want to probably hit up. And get a definitely a fast pass for Space Mountain. And then from there, it's pretty easy to get through the rest of the park because so much of those rides are in that left side of the park. Right. Yeah, they, re- they really are. So if you hit that left side in the morning, you're going to be good. And now this is advice from 
before Star Wars Land or Galaxy Quest or not Galaxy Quest. That's a movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a Tim Allen movie. Oh my god. Yeah, was it Galaxy's uh, Edge? Yes. Is it Galaxy? Galaxy Edge. Yes. Um. So we we left before Galaxy's Edge opened. Um, so probably you're going to want to hit a galaxy's edge first then now, which is the new thing. But if, if star Wars is not your thing, definitely go to, um, adventure, adventure land, frontier land area first. By the way, a little small tip. There are some times where, you know, trying to cut in between the park, like there's some actually, you know, little hidden passageways, I guess that people don't even think about. Like for example, going from frontier land over to, you know, to the main castle area. Sometimes, you know, the people don't use those areas. They'll go around frontier land to go over to, to fantasy. And there's, there's, there's different passageways, you know, you may want to take a look at your map ahead of time. So you can kind of navigate, get the best day for your park. Yeah. And we mentioned the five different lands. So there's technically five different lands in Disneyland. No, six now because of Galaxy's Edge with small little things in between. So you have from the left, you have Adventureland, Frontierland, Fantasyland, and Tomorrowland are the four main front ones. In the back, you have Tomorrowland. No, sorry, Tomorrowland. <laughs> Toontown. I'm just messing everyone up. Toontown. And now you have Galaxy's Edge. Right. Behind Adventureland, there is what's called New Orleans Square and Critter Country. They're not official lands. They're just kind of an extension of Adventureland. Right. But now when it comes to, I guess, specific rides that we love, if we can give maybe just the audience, you know, three specific rides that we just, we love particularly, what would you say is I think rides that cannot be missed, personally, is definitely Indiana Jones. Mm -hmm. Um, Let me see. Space Mountain is great. And then... I, I I loved Splash Mountain, but Splash Mountain's getting revamped. So Splash Mountain's closed. I forgot to mention that. Splash Mountain is getting revamped to, it's still the same style ride. It just have a new theme. It's going to be Princess and the Frog theme. Mm. Um, and I, I do love that movie, but I am kind of sad to see Splash Mountain go. I grew up on that. Um, and, but if I had to take away Splash Mountain because that's being revamped, oh gosh, I do like, I do like Thunder Mountain, but I also like Matterhorn. Oh, Cool tip about the Matterhorn. So the Matterhorn has two different tracks on it. It's that big white mountain peak, you know. Um, so you could see it off the five freeway too. You it's really, not, it you does, you'd like have you to have. go to Zermatt to go there, but. <laughs> um, but the two different tracks on Matterhorn have two different, very different like styles. There's one that is actually a little bit smoother, and there's one that's a little bit more like. I mean, it'll rock you. Yeah. <laughs> A little more rough, right? Yeah, I believe, if I remember correctly, I believe the left side is the smoother one. Yeah, it's just the left side. The, the left side's the smoother one, and the right side is usually the more rough, right? Rickety, rickety not, not rickety. No, because that sounds unsafe. It's no, not, it's it's just rougher. It definitely will whip you around more. Right. Yeah. Um, to, What's not for you for right? For me, I, I have to agree with pretty much almost your three just your three choices. I have to say, for probably as an add on though, I love because I love Indiana Jones. And I love. Um, uh, Space Mountain and also um, the Matterhorn, but I also because of course I'm a train enthusiast. I love you know taking the train around the around the park. It's actually very cool. And my favorite part is actually when they do the um, when they go through the. Uh, um, that was our announcement before the episode. Your I attention, know. <laughs> through the panorama uh, um, section right before you go back into Main Street, where they go through the Grand Canyon and um, the, you know, prehistoric the prehistoric times. Time. Yeah, so uh, it is a very cool little experience, and actually, a little helpful tip for those of you who really want to get a good experience on the uh, Disneyland Railroad is uh, you can actually ask uh, in advance if you want to go sit in the. Um, in caboose. the caboose yep so yeah we'll get to that in the tips and tricks in a minute though for sure oh yeah because oh, yeah because there's two different cabooses <laughs> one that you can sit in and one that you 
cannot right um but yeah but okay so to get through the park also that's the best way to get through the park and some of the rides that are fun you definitely want to download the disney app Mm. the disney app is your friend it will help you Uh, the reason it will help you is because it shows you all the different dining locations to go to it shows you where all the restrooms are it shows you where characters are at and it tells you the wait times of each ride which is super helpful oh yeah and definitely i would highly suggest if you do get in the park early make reservations to uh minnie's kitchen minnie's kitchen is a really good restaurant uh that also features pretty much all many many of the uh characters so so it's not minnie's kitchen it's minnie's breakfast oh sorry yeah i I forgot i think they used to be called minnie's kitchen but they changed no yeah it was it's no it's not carnation cafe anymore oh gosh darn i'm gonna forget now but anyway it's uh when you go down main street it's at the very end of main street it's to your right not too far from the corn dog cart you'll see it um but at seven in the morning they do minnie's breakfast and that is a great thing for parents because if you want your kids to see a lot of characters without having to go wait in line for characters yes all day go to minnie's breakfast it's um a buffet style style of breakfast all you can eat yep um and all the characters are walking throughout the breakfast. So you can get a lot of those characters out of the way in one shot. Exactly. Get pictures and your, and if they have like a little autograph book, they get all the autographs too, all in one sitting. So, Oh yeah, for sure. But yeah, they'll show the characters throughout. Like I know at fantasy fair at, uh, in fantasy land, the princesses will be there and everything, but definitely if you want to save time on waiting in line, Minnie's breakfast for sure. But what we know we should also go into. What's that? places to eat and yes. the de- and the snacks that are worth it at Disneyland and which ones are like they're okay. Can I share my first favorite Heck one? Heck yeah, go okay. for it. My favorite of the snacks and I hate I, I love I love this is and it's actually worth me waiting in line for is the um uh, what is it? the pineapple dough whip the okay. pineapple dough whip oh do you want to tell them the trick about waiting in line yes yes so there's two lines actually there's two lines one that's um, a very long one there's a very long one there's also a very short one to be honest with you it's the best one i suggest is actually waiting right by the totem poles where you know right as you're walking into on the left hand side well yeah there, there's that that's the dole whip stand there's the outside line that goes around outside and then if you go to go watch the um tiki show yep the tiki tiki room show. If you go inside in the waiting area for the tiki room show, there's another back line there that's not as right. So long. It, it means, and might, then you can take the dole whip into the tiki room. Right. Well, at least you and you get to see a show on top of that. Yeah, so it's, it's not it's that's another opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why wait in the very long line that wraps around throughout Adventureland when you can just go? I'll just go watch the tiki room and get a dole whip. Right. But sometimes during the high season, they'll have two lines actually. One going uh, before going into the entrance of the tiki room, and then there's another one on the back side. So. Yeah, I'm talking about the backside one for yeah. for sure. Um, what other snacks would you say are worth it for Disneyland? Oh, my goodness. The churro. The churro. The churro. The churro. What is that, like a long three-foot churro or something oh, like that? that is... So large, but so good. Oh, God. And actually, you could split that with, you know, two people, so. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. I want to pull Michael Scott and just say that's what she said, but. Oh, honey. Right, well, that was prompting me too. I did not. <laughs> yes, you were. Where, wait, where's your mic, Matt? You know, gotta, even... I, know, I know nothing about Disneyland. We got to stay focused. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> you can ask us fun questions and ask us Disney trivia. I know we're we're not we don't have Matt's trivia corner then today. I know. Oh darn, that's a, that's a something. Um. Yes. Okay. Definitely churro dull whip. You need to get those things like, I mean, some people really love the turkey leg. I'm not hating on the turkey leg oh, in turkey any leg. way. Oh. Sure. 
I'm just, I'm just, for me, the turkey leg's like, for me, I'm like, ah, I can miss the turkey leg. It's, it's, it's not my top, but for a lot of people, they're like, a lot of people, people worship those turkey legs. Like, it's like, if you can't say anything bad about them. But for me, I'm like, eh, What's fine. your favorite though? Oh, like I said, I love churro. I love Dole Whip. But you know what else I like? Like for a quick lunch or whatnot. Mm-hmm. I love the Disneyland's corn dogs. I'm not a huge corn dog fan. Oh my gosh. I love Disneyland's corn dogs. Don't they use like a specific batter for the corn dogs? I dog? don't know what they do. They, they might dip them in crack. I don't care. <laughs> I love Disneyland's corn dogs. And I'm not a huge corn dog fan. But oh my gosh, those things are so good. And for me, that's great to, to get a corn dog because um, I can walk around and I can eat and I can like go to the next part or whatnot. But okay, so those are like the snacks. Things like popcorns, pretzels and stuff like that. That's things you can get a lot of places. Right. Um, so I don't count those as super special. I mean, it's nice to get once in a while. But the popcorn, when it's like hot and fresh, it's like, oh, that's really good with like a nice ice cold uh, soda. There is one other one I, I have to, I don't know if he suggested yet, was the uh, beignets. Beignets are oh, also good. Oh, yeah, Now, beignets. you have a specific, I guess, tip that you would say in, uh, yes. for the beignets. What would you say? So beignets are fantastic. If you don't know what they are, I'm going to try to describe them terribly. They're this. They're a pastry that ha- that's so light and fluffy with honey, and it has a little powdered sugar on it. it it's so good. Uh, Disneyland does serve beignets. Um, not too far from Pirates of the Caribbean, right by the train station by Haunted Mansion. In New Orleans, yeah. In New Orleans Square. Yeah. However, I would suggest not getting them there. I would actually suggest going to Downtown Disney, to the Jazz Kitchen, and ordering them there. Hmm. So, not in Disneyland, but Downtown Disney, which is right outside Disneyland. You can just walk to it, and there is a restaurant called Jazz Kitchen. They have a specific beignet area where you can go in and order them from the counter. To me, those have always been uh, the better of the beignets that they serve. They're, they're both good. I just prefer the Jazz Kitchen one, personally. Um, but yeah, those are some definite Food snacks. for thought, right? <laughs> Food for thought. Food for thought. There we go, for sure. Okay, those are snacks. What about restaurants and places to eat? Oh, there's so many good places. I, Pers- think, the, I think the most important tip, though, if you're going to go someplace to eat, reservations. Yes, make reservations ahead of time. I think for me, one of the... More nicer dining experiences. I love the Blue Bayou. The Blue Bayou is probably one of my favorite experiences. Blue Bayou is definitely fantastic. For those of you who don't know what the Blue Bayou is, Blue Bayou is uh, a restaurant that's actually inside the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. So you get to sit. It, it's like you're actually in New Orleans at night by the Bayou. <laughs> going down the Bayou. Going down, down the Bayou. Going down the Bayou. Yeah, that's a. Disney's Princess and the Frog too, so it's all it's all Disney. I should have worn my Disney sweatshirt. You should have today. It's at home. It's in the closet. No one can see it, but I knew I would have it on, but I don't. That's depressing. I, next time, it's, wow, we have it's a, it's a wow, two parter. Wow. I should have brought my glow in the dark ears and yeah, I love Disney. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, the Blue Bayou is great. Now, do you want to tell them the the tip for eating at the Blue Bayou? I'll let you handle that one. Man, you're letting me handle a lot with Disney today. This well, is Tyler's Travels and Trains, but it feels like it's like Caitlin's day. Oh, well, because you're already on the topic of Blue Bayou. I just okay. mentioned one of my favorites, but I can I can give some other top uh, from okay. the Okay, well, the tip, the tip for Blue Bayou is a lot of people avoid Blue Bayou because it is uh, one of the more expensive restaurants in Disneyland. However, Blue Bayou's portions are pretty big. You can actually just split and be fine. Like for me and Tyler, one of my favorite dishes Disneyland serves is... 
uh, Monte Cristo sandwich. Mm -hmm. At Blue Bayou, they only serve it at lunchtime. It is huge. I have never been able to complete it on my own. It, it is a lot. So me and Tyler, it's like 22 bucks, which is like, I would never pay that for like eating myself. But when we split it between me and Tyler, we're both full and it's like 11 bucks each. However, if you really want a Monte Cristo sandwich and don't want to spend 22 bucks, you can go across the street from Blue Bayou and go to New Orleans Cafe and order mm. the same Monte Cristo sandwich for five dollars less. And actually, that was gonna be my second, my second oh, restaurant. Oh, did I steal yeah. it? Well, no, no, it's okay because believe you know, New Orleans Cafe is a good alternative option if the Blue Bayou maybe is you know there's no reservations available uh, and stuff like that, and also to save money. That's an, an, another factor. So um, and uh, the other thing that you love there, palm frites. Ooh, palm frites are so good. Mm. Tell, oh gosh, them what, I'm, tell them what palm frites are. Palm frites are like fries, I guess, but with crack, I guess. I'm just kidding. No, oh my I'm God. just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's, uh, no, it's. Welcome it's, to Disneyland. Enjoy your no, crack. It's fries with, uh, you know, with with, with, uh, with with some garlic and some, it, it's just, it's just so good. I think it's garlic fries in a way. It's really. Well, it is garlic fries. But it's I mean, just called palm frites. Palm frites, but I, it, they are so good. I, I, I have to say, that's probably one of my favorite things to get while about the New Orleans Cafe. The other thing I actually like is the, um. At the plaza, that's what the restaurant is for many. Oh, the plaza. the plaza! Yeah, it's called something. The plaza. It's called what is it called? Main Street Plaza or something? I don't. I think remember. it. Yeah, I think it's called the plaza. But that's another great restaurant that also has a good fried chicken. Oh, oh yeah, we probably split one of the that best. too. One of the best. You know what? We split a lot at Disneyland because the that's portions how you can are save so some money. Yeah, yeah. That's a good way to save money. Is definitely split a lot of meals because a lot of meals are actually much bigger than you think and if you're snacking throughout the day too you're not going to need such a uh, huge thing but we we would go to uh the plaza get the fried chicken dinner which came with like a chicken breast leg and green beans and um and mashed a potatoes. wing and mashed potatoes and we would just ask for uh, and a biscuit we just asked for an extra biscuit and like we oh, a little extra gravy too a little extra gravy. Oh, gravy yeah ask for extra gravy seriously they don't give you enough gravy <laughs> <laughs> Um, some other great places to eat is, uh, I think it used to be called Pizza Port. I believe they rebranded it to Pizza Planet, which is right by, um, Star Tours or no, uh, no, Star no, it's by Space, Space Mountain. Mountain. Yeah, Space Mountain. Yeah, Space Mountain. Yeah. That is a great place to go. If you want kind of like a quick cafeteria lunch, it is cheaper than a lot of the other places. They have pizza, they have salads, they have pastas there. And it's, isn't there a pasta we like actually? The fusilli. The fusilli, yeah. Fusilli yeah, that's pasta. really good. It's, it's good. like, it's an Alfredo pasta. Mm -hmm. Not, it's not chicken Alfredo, but it is like an Alfredo. Um, it, it's a, I like it. That's one, that's one of mine. That's a good alternative. Yeah. So I definitely, those would be my top restaurants to go to there's a ton of restaurants but Tons. guys we we our podcast is about 35 minutes max is what we try to keep it to so we can't break down every single thing but those are our our top choices but um, speaking of you know food you know when, when you want to dine on something you also want to see a show so what are some shows that you would recommend to the audience so there's a couple different shows going on in disneyland now um i'm not exactly sure how the shows are being run for covid mm -hmm. i tried looking online they haven't said anything i think it's one of those things that they tell you when you come to the park um but there let me see the shows that i remember they they have a parade that runs like I think two or three times a day. Yeah. So you know, if you miss it once, you have opportunities to see it again. Uh, there's also uh, Mickey's Magic Map. I think is still running there, which is fun by Toontown. That's a really cute one to go see. Fantasmic is fantastic. That's my favorite. That is like show. a 22 minute long water show. It is great, and there are dinner reservations, I believe, for Blue Bayou that you they will have seating outside, so you can watch it. it is it? it, it 
I think there's like a, you can make a reservation. They'll they'll reserve a table. Then you they'd get you uh, tickets with uh, where you could sit for the, for the yes, fantastic something yeah. like that. Yeah, but I, I'm not sure if Cafe Orleans does it too. I I think it was a specifically Blue Bayou where you eat and then you get tickets and and reserved seating for right. the show. But I do that is a show that I would recommend to make reservations for or get that or you know do that in advance because that show does sell out. So yeah. Um, well, when he says sell out, guys, it's not like you have to make an extra purchase. They usually have kind of like uh, fast passes for that as well. So mm-hmm. so it doesn't get too overcrowded because it would get extremely crowded in that area. Yeah. Um. And there's always little shows going on throughout the park which will always be shown on uh the disney app it will tell you where shows are happening on the street or whatnot i love the dapper dance i love a good like Mm. barbershop quartet that's always fun to see um but yeah there'll always be performances going on throughout the park so again coming back to that disney app that is your friend you want to use it um okay i want to talk about something real quick and i want your opinion on this Mm. How to dress at Disneyland. I know it's like, well, you shouldn't tell me how to dress. Please, we've done this for years. We've seen the mistakes. Girls, I know you want to look good for your man. When you're going on a date to Disneyland, you want to look all cute and put together. I made the mistake. Oh, my God, dress comfortable. You do not want to wear heels. I didn't make that mistake. Especially during the summertime when it's so hot. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I'm sorry, tube tops are not your friend at Disneyland. <laughs> I didn't make that mistake either, but I've seen that mistake. Yeah. Girls just be holding up their tops the entire time. <laughs> um, for, I for, can see it now. Oh, you stop it. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, so for I want to hear what your thing is for men. But yeah, but for women, real quick. Seriously, heels are not your friend at Disneyland. Um, really not. Uh, strapless anything is not your friend at Disneyland. Uh, let me see. Flip-flops. Uh, hit or miss. Mm. I wouldn't suggest them, I but wouldn't. I, I, for me, get a comfortable tennis shoe that has like a really good like support. That's... If you're going to be there all day, for sure. Uh, some people swear by some sandals, but for me, I, I think a tennis shoe and comfortable clothes. I would always suggest if you're going in summertime, get something that you know is going to dry quickly. Yes. Because um, a lot of people do water rides. There's a lot of stuff going around. You know, just just dry quickly. But what would you say are some of your... Uh, how you should dress for men there. For men, I, I, again, very comfortable. I, You know, again, you know, I, I'm a person that likes to wear, you know, button-up shirts, slacks, and, you know, nice shoes. But when you're going to Disneyland, you, you know, you, that's a complete different attire. And you're think about this, you're walking a lot all day, so comfortable, you know, tennis shoes are very recommended. Uh, for guys also, too, when you're doing the water rides, I pro- actually recommend some uh, wet dry shorts. Wet dry shorts are actually very good to, to bring because they, you know, when you, when, you, when, you get, when you get soaked, you can be able to get dry very quickly um, also t-shirts t-shirts are very good but when it gets cold outside just bring a nice comfortable jacket yeah it's california it's gonna you're gonna be decent yeah yeah, yeah. and i mean and, and when it gets when if it does get cold like during like the off seasons and stuff you know maybe bring a, a, a you know comfortable pair of jeans but i wouldn't you know dress up to the nines that's not that's not Disney. no Land. we've seen people get i mean unless you're doing like one of the theme let's days do like the dapper days. dapper days fun like there's different theme days where you can get dressed up and it is really fun to do but just your average day at disneyland i would say dress comfortably yeah comfortably. yeah for sure now here's some tips on like what to pack with you real quick mm. so when you go some of the best things you can bring like my mom taught me how to pack a lot i was like like my mom was like mary poppins like if you need it she would just grab it out of the bag it was there um 
I always bring a little thing of like Advil or uh, whatnot. Like band-aids. I always, yeah, band aids, little neo, like little packable Neosporin. I bring a little Tide stick because yep. you can't get messy and you're gonna get like some stains. You spill something. On you might spill in. something. Um, I also bring wet ones because sometimes you're in a place where you can't like wash your hands real quick and everything, and you want to eat your snack or whatnot, and you gotta like wipe your hands real quick. You but, also bring a little portable um, sunscreen too. I always bring a portable sunscreen. Mm-hmm. I, I am very much about. Uh, skincare and making sure it stays healthy. So oh, sunscreen is great. Baby face is my favorite. It's a, like a stick, so it's just roll on for your face. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's easy to pack. I'm all about keeping it like small. Small little portable tissues and whatnot. Trust me, I know these seems kind of like boring. It's like, well, why do I need to try? It, it, it helps. It helps. It, it, it helps. Um, but really quickly, tips and tricks. These are some really cool, fun things from people who have been to Disneyland so many times. Um, like us? Oh my gosh, <laughs> like us. Okay. Um, so one of the fun things to look for are hidden Mickeys. They are all throughout the park. There is a hidden Mickey silhouette on, in every ride there. There's some in like the craziest places. They are, they are really, really fun to, to look for. Can I share the one about the train now? Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. Sorry. No, I just wanted, I was like, I don't want to forget. Uh, though the other thing I would say is, uh, like what we talked about just previously was, you know, you could ask to go in the caboose. So there's two cabooses. There's one that's actually called the Lily Bell. That is actually not one you can sit in. It's only for pre, like pre-made reservations or, you know, celebrities mainly. Um, (laughs) but you can, you know, you can, if there's, there is a regular caboose that you can sit at that most people don't even know about. Another thing is, is if you also ask nicely and if no one else is, you know, sitting in the actual cab of the train, you can um, request to sit up there with the engineers, which is also a really cool experience. Yeah, that is really, really fun. Definitely ask where to sit on the train. You can get some really cool seating areas. Also, you can ask where to sit on a ride. Yeah. They're like, if you want to sit up front, you can ask, can I wait for the front? And they're like, yeah, we'll get you in a special line. You can wait for front or I want to be in the back and they'll put you in the back. Um, one of the cool tricks I used, I love, I love using that for is I use that for Thunder Mountain. I always ask to sit in the back car and, and what happens is when you go to Thunder Mountain, here's another cool trick. When you're going up one of the hills, I think it's the second hill because the first one is inside the mountain and then the second one is outside the mountain. When it's the yeah. hill outside the mountain, you get right to the top, you'll see a little goat eating a stick of dynamite. It's animatronic, Matt. Calm down. They're they're not doing animal abuse over there. No, no goats are being no goats Matt are being blown up in this, like, uh, in this like, podcast. He was like, "What? How do they train a goat to eat dynamite?" Did you no. already said no yes, goats are being blown no, up no, in the no. podcast. Um, so yeah, it's a little animatronic of a goat eating dynamite. This was actually told to us by a Disney cast members when I was like really young, and I've applied it ever since. If you sit in the back of Thunder Mountain. And if you keep your eyes on the goat the entire time, it kind of, when you come down the mountain, it kind of comes around. You want to keep your head on the goat. It makes it feel like you're just being like whipped around faster. I've tried it without looking at the goat and with looking at the goat. I always look at the goat because I'm like, it feels so fast. I know. And, and, and you always remind me, look at the goat. Look at the goat. I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> Here's another tip and trick for you. There is digital line waiting. So I had a uh, I messed up my knee a few years ago I actually had I messed up my left leg so bad so many times um but I I injured my knee a few years ago and I had to I could walk and everything was fine but I would have to wear a knee brace and if I stood in one place too too long it would start to really hurt because I have I lock my knees all the time which is a bad habit um and so what I found out is if you go to the attendant at the front line and say hey look I I really want to ride this ride um 
but I don't feel comfortable standing on like that slope that long of a time because not all the ride lines are like super even ground they're, like you're going up a hill or whatnot um they'll say okay no problem they'll scan your pass or they'll scan your um ticket and they'll say come back in 45 minutes and you can walk through the back and you'll get right on the ride so it's it's like called digital line waiting so if the line is 45 minutes long they'll scan it like come back in 45 minutes it's like your ticket is waiting in line for you and then they'll they'll guide you where to go and you can just walk on the ride that is awesome for the most part disney staff do an incredible job making sure that your experience at the park is is the best of the best and that's that's just what their job so they do a really good job overall making sure you have a wonderful experience yeah well those are some of the tips and tricks for disneyland but uh also because it is opening back up with new covid measures we want to review some of those covid measures really quickly before we wrap up this episode yep so for the first one again is making park reservations what i mean what we mean by that is you, you you, you know, you can't just get in with just your ticket now. You actually have to make a reservation along with purchasing your ticket. So make sure you do uh, make reservations ahead of time when you purchase your ticket. Uh, face coverings are required for all guests ages two and up. Cast members and operating participant employees will be wearing them as well. Um, so, yeah, there are social distance uh, maneuvers in place as far as the lines as well. And there are temperature screenings. So temperature screenings are required for entry and at some ex- extra locations as well. And one last little helpful tip also to make sure that if you are packing your bag because you go through security checkpoints, uh, make sure that you don't have anything that's you shouldn't be bringing in the park, like a pocket knife or something like that. Just well, yeah, that, yeah, be that, mindful. That's obvious. And there might be some other ones that come up sooner or later, like some restaurants might not be open certain days or whatnot. They might have extra requirements that are announced that day. So again, check the app or check the postings online, or they will post it outside Disneyland as well before you enter. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to check out our Instagram page at Travels and Trains Podcast and message us with your travel questions or topics you want to hear more about, and we might just feature them on our podcast. Disneyland will always hold a special place in Caitlin's and my heart. We had our first date there. I proposed to her there, and we had tons of adventures with family and friends there. When you walk through the gates, you no longer think about and the worries of stress of your everyday life. Disneyland is truly a magical place. It makes you feel like a kid again. We love sharing these tips and experiences with you all, and we can go on and on about how wonderful Disneyland can be, but I think the best person to close out today's Disney episode is the man that made it all possible. So Walt, take it away. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by Colin Kelly of Founders Group Northwest. Marketing, it's what he does. He has been an active real estate agent for the better part of a decade and has been a real estate investor for 12 years. In 2017, he sold over 111 properties to the tune of $25 million in volume. More importantly, real estate is his passion, and he loves educating people on the process of home buying and selling. The marketing of your home will be unparalleled if you choose to work with Colin and the Founders Group. 
Combined with his marketing spend and reputation, your home is put in the absolute best light with the greatest level of exposure. No one agent in our area outspends his personal marketing reach. He uses technology that is sticky, property videos, Matterport, professional photography, and search engine optimization that keep buyers keenly aware of your home and top of mind. The proof is in the results. Choose the best. Get in contact with Colin and the Founders Group via phone at 208-449-1749. This episode is brought to you by Always Moving Ahead. Always Moving Ahead lives by its mission. They want to be the infectious positivity that breeds itself in the lives of others. To show that regardless of the hand life dealt you, that there is always the possibility to push through. To always move ahead. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram at alwaysmovingahead or email them at info at alwaysmovingahead.com to stay up to date.